It's time for your favorite episode of Buddy Cat. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a man of many talents. He owns a record shop. He runs the Elton John Community Fan Page on Facebook. He's my new buddy, Paul Smith. How are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Nick. It's good to speak to you. Great to speak to you, too. I got to ask, how did you start up the Elton John Facebook page? Well, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a, um, a background to it in in that originally back in 19, 1998, I started up a, a shop called Elton John's store, mm-hmm. and it took off really well. And uh, I basically managed it through eBay, and, and I suddenly was getting a lot of people from the USA uh, buying stuff from me. So. At that sort of stage, obviously, Facebook wasn't around. So I started a, a community on MSN, Microsoft Networks, called uh, Elton John Online. So the original concept of Elton John Online started in 1998, and it was very successful. I mean, we had about 1,400 members uh, pretty quick. Wow. And it just happened at the time where Elton was about to play in America, uh, in uh, Madison Square Gardens, New York City, to to do his fiftieth concert there. Um, um, so we managed to, through the Elton John Online MSN network, arrange a, a big get together in New York, which I flew over from from the UK, and, and we all had a really good time. And we had a we obviously went to two shows for one night only shows back then and then we had a big gathering afterwards big meal and good get together and I, I hung around in New York City for two or three days afterwards so got to meet quite a lot of the the fans that, that went to the, the show and then I ran that for probably another two or three years after that and then my family kind of took over and I it kind of like died down a little bit and MSN kind of finished so Elton John Online had a little bit of a break. Uh, and then obviously Facebook came along when my family had grown up a little bit. And I resurrected Elton John Online on Facebook. And the rest is history now. Here we are, seven years, coming up eight years on our Facebook community. And we've got some 12,000 members now from all over the globe. So it's a really good community. And uh, I mean, you've obviously seen... From, from the community, there's a lot of fans from all over the world interact, and that's that's the key to it. You know, we get a lot of people coming in every day, uh, and, it, and it's, it's it's just um, attracted a lot of good fans from all over the world. Nice. Speaking of which, isn't um, Elton's husband part of the group too? Yeah, I mean, I I was quite gobsmacked. Um, March last year, when we had just gone into lockdown here for the first time with the covid situation i suddenly had um 
a membership request pop up from David Furnish, and uh, and like all these things, you think is it really David Furnish? But it had his little blue tick against it, and and uh, I thought, yeah, this is the real deal. He wants to join the group, but I was a bit apprehensive. I didn't know the real reason behind it. I didn't know whether he he was sort of coming in there to to just check we were uh, kind of not doing anything untoward. You always get a little bit worried about that sort of thing, whether they want to close it down because you're you're doing something unofficial. But as it turns out, David interacts quite a lot in the group. Mm. He's got a few comments in there now and again, and he actively visits every week and puts likes on people's posts. So I think that's really kind of turned it around a little bit that we've got some some kind of um, you know that the, the management are, are kind of accepting what we're doing there is it is good in the, in the content and for the, for the good of Elton and his fans so uh, yeah it's quite a quite a good thing to, to have happened really for us it's it's, it's amazing nice. nice now i gotta ask what are some of your favorite elton john songs my favorite Elton songs did you did you ask yeah yep that's a, that's a difficult one um i mean there's so many isn't there? There and it's difficult to pick up an absolute favorite, but I have to say that I became a fan in 1972. And the first album I got was um, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. Ahead of that, I had the two singles that, that spawned off a bit Daniel and, and Crocodile Rock. But I have to say that to this day, probably one of my favorite songs, and it came from that album, was Blues for Baby and Me. I mean, I think that's just such. A, a great track all round, you know. The, the drumming on it from Nigel Olsen is absolutely fantastic, and it's just one of those songs that I could never get fed up with. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely one of my favourites. And then I would also say, um, you know, Tumbleweed Connection. I've had in my collection since probably 1974, and Where to Now, St Peter. That's another one of my favourites. Come Down in Time, which obviously. We were lucky enough to um, to have discovered a new version of that in recent times, the jazz version. So, so yeah, but those two tracks from that album are well, they were my favourites. Um, Goodbye, a bit road. You could probably say the whole album, but I mean, uh, yeah. there's just so many to choose from, isn't there? I don't think I could pick an all-time favourite, but but there's a few of my favourites anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you think about the movie Racket Man? Yeah, I mean. Um, I loved it. I mean, I, I know a lot of people criticised it because, you know, obviously the diehard fans noticed there was bits in there which happened ahead of time, like Crocodile Rock being played at the Troubadour, which obviously didn't happen. But the song suited the, the, the part in there. And, and like um, I Want Love was on early on in the film when Elton was there with his family early on. I think it was very clever. You know, they... It's almost like Bernie had written the, the, the soundtrack of Elton's life before it happened, and those songs kind of fitted in just right. And I, and I think, obviously, a lot of people that, that aren't diehard fans wouldn't have noticed those anomalies. And, and the feedback I got from people that weren't fans obviously knew that I was a fan that went to see it. They thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And, uh, you, know, you know, the story came across, you know, I, I think... The story came across really well in the fact that Elton put on a brave face throughout his whole career that, that probably most people didn't know what was going on in the background. I mean, I certainly didn't as a fan, you know, up until 
you know, all through my, my, my childhood that I became a fan, right through to leaving school, seeing him perform um, uh, before I left school, you would not have known he had all these problems, I don't think. He masked it really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the film as a whole, I, I enjoyed it. I just thought that you know, I can see it hopefully being converted to a musical one day. It, it definitely lends itself to that. Nice. Now I'm gonna ask you, what's your favorite um what's your favorite remake from what's your favorite remake song from the movie? Well that's a difficult one. Um I, again I, I think Taron Egerton was the right choice for that film. His voice was really mm-hmm. good. Um and, and his makeup artist did a fantastic job. I mean when you look at some of those um some of those bits in the film where he went through albums, early years it was difficult to tell them apart but yeah i mean i did i mean i did like his version of rocket man i think he did a really good yes. job of that. Um, yes and um yeah I, I think he just he just portrayed the whole thing really well and there couldn't have been a better person to have done it mm-hmm. i gotta say you know my favorite song from that movie Go on. let's see if you can if i can get up here <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 that was that was a classic, and and, and the other one that really stood out for me was um the, is Honky Cat. Yes, yeah, yeah. those were two. Uh, again, that came in just at the right time in the film. You know, it was a happy-go-lucky song, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, sad night to right to fight him. I mean, that was another another well remade one. I think. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, just, I just think the whole the, the film told the story well even though us as fans yep um yeah, have... my buddy here thinks they did a good job of incorporating i want love like you mentioned earlier yeah i thought that was very clever but you know and, and like i say where where all those songs happened <clears throat> out of sync it, it worked with film and um like i said mm-hmm. the feedback i got from 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 obviously people know that i'm a fan that went to see it they they were they were really impressed with yeah. films now another question I have for you: Have you been to an Elton John concert before? Have I been to an Elton John concert before? Yes, <laughs> I think I'm at that's my seventy-fifth now. Wow! Um, waiting to go to my seventy-sixth if it happens this year. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this COVID. But uh, my next yeah. concert is at the O2 in um, London in November if it happens. Mm. But my very first concert. It was thanks to my school teacher and my deputy headmaster because um, they knew I was a big Elton John fan. And uh, um, my deputy headmaster, a chap called Nigel Gibbons, he was a good friend of the secretary of Harvey Goldsmith, who who was uh, Elton's promoter at the time. So mm. he managed to get 15 tickets and we kind of made like a, a music class thing of it because obviously Elton's music you know was was pretty much out there at that time and um I mean one of my pieces I played for my music exam was uh on, on the guitar was, was an Elton track and I can't remember which one it was now but um, I think it was Camping in the Wind mm. uh, which I did for my for my music theory but yeah he managed to get 15 tickets and we went to see Elton and Ray Cooper a single Mantle in 1979 at the, at the local um, small venue back then, and when it was only like two and a half thousand, Elton would play the 
two and a half thousand seat arena. It was the Go Mart in Southampton, and uh, what an evening! I mean, I mean, absolutely fantastic to have gone to that as a schoolboy. You know, that was my first concert. Mm. I was fourteen years old, and I was taken by my school teacher. So uh, absolutely incredible. But um, there's been some standout concerts over the years. So 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 many and i know in recent times the kind of set list has hit a kind of greatest hits theme but going back in the day i mean i've, I've been to concerts i went to the 60th birthday party concert at new york city again i think 2007 and the set list for that concert was absolutely fantastic and um there was another concert in the uk which was at the um uh, royal opera house and that was for a charity event and again the set this there was absolutely fantastic you know he played with, with an orchestra and it was just absolutely unbelievable and if, you, if you've not seen that concert it's on dvd i recommend watching it because that's one of the best concerts i've ever been to mm -hmm. uh, really great evening. Mm -hmm. if you could summarize all the concerts we've been to in one word what would that word be mind-blowing yeah, it's because everyone, everyone's different, you know. In, in you know, in its, its roundabout way, I mean, Elton's very good at improvising, and and you know, uh, you know, Rocket Man probably has a different intro every time. As does Leave On, those sort of songs, he can improvise a lot to them. But but just the whole thing, the band, everything, and, and when Elton does a variation with like Ray Cooper on his own, you still know you're going to be in for an enthralling concert. So so yeah. Mind blowing, I would say. Every concert I've been to has, has been absolutely fantastic. Nice, nice. Now, have you ever met Elton John before? Yes, I have. I've been I've been very fortunate in that respect. But, um, going back to it's like five times actually, five times that I've I could say I've met him in a personal situation outside of the many times that I've been down to the front of the the um, live performances and got things signed, which obviously Elton does a lot but the first time and it goes back to my microsoft network group elton john online the first variation of mm. it i organized a worldwide raffle for the elton john aids foundation so basically what i did i managed to get fans and even some of Elton's band members davy johnson at the time john jorgensen all donated gifts to um to this worldwide raffle and i I sold tickets, and we. I met the time. This is twenty years ago. We raised about a thousand pounds for the Aunt John AIDS Foundation. So, um, I promptly sent that off to them, and not long after that, I got an invite to one of Elton's Elton John AIDS Foundation parties in London, which um, was absolutely unbelievable. It was called the Barbie Ball, and it was on World AIDS Day, December the first, nineteen ninety nine. I remember it vividly because you don't forget things like that. But uh, there we were in this room of many stars. I mean, people like Mick Jagger and the Beckhams and all sorts of people. Uh, and there we were in this surreal environment uh, of this whole evening of entertainment and, and Elton being there. And at the end of the at the end of the, the whole thing, I saw Elton sitting on his own on um, on his dinner table, and I I built up the courage to go and approach him and thank him for the evening and say. You know what a fantastic evening it was the great work that they do for the john aids foundation and um 
I asked him if he'd sign my ticket for the night, and he did. So, uh, so he actually signed my ticket for that evening, which was one of my prized possessions now, obviously. Um, and then, literally, about a year later, um, when the Rocket Club had just started up from from Elton's website, um, they used to give away backstage passes, and anything could happen at those things. Uh, you didn't necessarily be guaranteed to meet Elton. But anyway, it was a Woburn Abbey, and my my young, my eldest daughter, who was only eight, eight years old back then, um, I decided that was probably a good time to take her to her first concert. So I got these two backstage passes. And um, so there we were, went off to the first concert with my daughter, young uh, eldest daughter. And uh, we went to the backstage uh, area. We were sort of waiting for a little while. And then we were greeted by Alton. So absolutely unbelievable to to take my my daughter to her first concert eight years old i mean when i was eight years old i just got my first single which was crocodile rock i take charlotte to her first concert and she gets to meet alton and um he got down on his because obviously she was the youngest one there he got down on his knees shook her hand and said something to her uh shared a little joke with her and uh yeah absolutely amazing so that was the second time um and then the third time, again, because I sort of contributed to the Elton John AIDS Foundation in various ways over the years, I got invited to the opening night of Billy Elliot in London, which um, was absolutely fantastic. I mean, we were in the audience, and literally in front of me, and, and like two across, was Elton and David sat there right in front of me all evening, which was surreal. And then after, was again at the, the after-dinner meal, um, I was speaking, I spoke to David and I spoke to Elton and he signed my program for me. So, so that was sort of like three that happened in fairly quick succession. Uh, and then the next one was the signing party for One Crazy Night, which um, happened in uh, HMV in London. Um, and we got to meet and greet Elton there, sign my um, sign my card for that album and uh he just got to have it it was literally a flash you know 15 20 seconds quick hand shake and then last year uh no the year before uh the book signing of me at waterstones in london i managed to get a ticket for that so again it was um a fleeting 20 seconds without a quick handshake and a couple of words but yeah i've been very lucky in that respect you know um I would say I know it's every fan's dream to, to meet out and you know hopefully people will get their chance you know it, just, it comes at the most unexpected times you know you don't you sort of hope it's going to happen and then all of a sudden it just happens mm-hmm. hey it's my dream to have him on the show one day yeah well you never know I mean um he's always proactive uh, in, in in speaking to people isn't he you know so I wish you luck for that. That would be great. Thank you. If I do, I'll bring you on at the end for a quick uh, question or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you on just yeah, no, at the end, like a behind-the-stage thing. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the thing with Elton is he's just, um, you know, he does such a lot for the fans. I mean, I've known fans right to him. And, yeah. um, you know, back comes a, a handwritten letter and he writes the envelope out and maybe signs a photo 
but he's very he's very good with the fans, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what I love about him. He's always he seems to be that guy like he knows his worth, he knows he can easily retire today and be more than well off, but he still does it for the fans. Like he's said multiple times that he missed he misses the tour, he misses through this pandemic, he misses like being on stage and performing oh, for everybody. Yeah, it must be um breaking his heart at the moment to, to not be out on, uh, out on stage and, mm -hmm. and um, appreciative audience in front of him. Uh, it's, it's, his, it's his passion, isn't it? You know? Yes, 100%. And, uh, like a lot of us, we, we've had our passions taken away from us at the moment. You know, it's just one of those things. We've just got, got to sit it out and put the best. Mm -hmm. But some of us, like, you know, some people like me have had their passions built on this pandemic, like this show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about adapting. I mean, it's like my shop. You know, obviously at the moment we're in a lockdown again here, mm -hmm. and non-essential retail has to shut. Mm -hmm. But I started off online. You know, my, my shop started off online 22 years ago. I had no physical store back then, and I only had I I, I was probably one of the early kind of internet pioneers for selling music online you know at the Elton John store and I have my memorabilia and vinyl store all selling online from 1999 so wow. so it was there and um, I opened the physical store that I have now um, just over four years ago and that's because the city where I live which I've lived all my life when I was growing up mm -hmm. you know we have six or seven records stores in the city to choose from and um, I used to spend my pocket money as a child buying singles and, and, and getting albums for my Christmas presents and birthdays and then wind on a few years to when I left school and started work then I was hitting those record shops every week at lunchtime you know and it was it was just like being a kid in a sweet shop again with, with records because you know I loved them um, all from college and everything and uh, I started I suddenly thought four and a half years ago, we didn't have a record shop in my city anymore. And we hadn't had one for probably the best part of five or six years. And it was all um, a little bit of luck. This shop became available, which was ideal. And I was looking for something different to do in my career. You know, I, I, I don't, I'd always done something part-time with the music alongside my career. Mm -hmm. But I was getting to the stage where I'd had enough of my career and I wanted to throw myself fully into the record shop so so we opened up the record shop and you know for, for 18 months we had a really good time and then unfortunately our city prior to the prior to the um covid situation we had the novichok situation which probably made worldwide news where we had a russian spy living in our midst that we didn't know about uh, um and he had an attempted poisoning on him with this novichok stuff from russia and uh, it basically sent everybody away from our city for a, a good couple of years. So, so we've had a difficult time as a retailer for for the last sort of three and a bit years now. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm lucky that I had the the online stuff to fall back on. So that's been my savior really the last nine months now. So I've I've kind of fully gone back into that in between the times when we can open the shop. But at the moment we're in a we're in a lot down and i can't see us being out of that for probably another couple of months being yeah. optimistic 
maybe even a bit a little bit longer but anyway we're, we're getting by and we're, we're still sending out music all over the world so that uh, keeps me busy mm-hmm. <laughs> and i've got Elton john online to um keep myself occupied so there's, mm-hmm. like you say there's 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 always things to do isn't there when you're at home exactly exactly where can we find those shops online what are the websites yeah well my, my um elton john store the best place to start off is www.elmjohnstore.com that will take you to the facebook page for it and from there you'll find the sales channels and then my record shop is www.vinylcollectorsandsellers.co.uk and and again that will um, take you to my website and through the various links on the website you'll find the online sales channels and, uh, and all sorts of things on there you said vinyl collectors and sellers dot uk. Yeah, vinyl collectors and sellers dot co dot uk. And the and is written out in full. Yep. Well, here's the Elton John record one, or the Elton yeah. John story. I'll get the other one. Yeah. The other one later on. But yeah, out there. So tell us more about those stores. Like, who do you carry in your record store? Who do you? What name some notable artists that you have in your store? Oh, right, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, at the moment, um, I, I deal mostly in pre-owned music, so classic mm-hmm. catalog stuff, and probably across the whole store. If you take into account, um, we do CDs as well, and cassette tapes. Cassette tapes are back in vogue as well over here, and I guess over in the in the US as well. But we've probably got about, about twenty thousand titles in the shop across vinyl, CD, and and cassette, predominantly vinyl. But yeah, I mean. Obviously, in my shop, Elton's a big seller because I promote it a lot. <laughs> uh, and um, funnily enough, probably one of the biggest selling albums of, of of last year for me was Tumbleweed Connection. Again, because I play it a lot in the shop, and people hear it and they don't know it's Elton because it wasn't a commercial album at the time. I don't think I don't think there was any singles taken off of that album in the UK. So when you play it, people come in and hear something from it and they've never heard it before. So that's my biggest seller, probably from Elton last year, alongside Diamonds. I had a lot of people requesting Diamonds because that's obviously been in the charts for a long time. But yeah, I mean, we we sell a lot of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, that is probably Ooh. one of our best sellers. Neil Young, I sell a lot of Neil Young. Uh, he's still very popular out there, even with the youngsters as well. Um, and another uh, uh, another big artist for us, another American artist is tom waits um mm. he's very popular still um, especially his back catalog so we sell a lot of tom waits a lot of aggressive rock from the likes of led zeppelin pink floyd they're always big amongst the youngsters as well we get a lot of guitarists in the shop so you know they, they like to get inspired by that sort of music i guess Eric captain cream the yardbirds so all that associated blue stuff we sell a lot of blues we sell a lot of jazz as well so Miles Davis, uh, Flonius Monk, um, jazz is, is quite big in our city, so uh, we carry a good selection of that. But yeah, I mean, anything and everything, you know, from from, from the last sort of 50 years, Elvis, obviously, still a big seller, um, uh, Buddy Holly. So we, we sell it right from the 50s right through to the kind of 2000s, really. Um, but that's a few of the most popular artists I've just mentioned there. Nice. 
as if I don't collect you myself, I would love to explore that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think vinyl, I, I've stated it before, I think vinyl is making a comeback. Oh, it definitely, I it definitely is. I mean, I mean, to be honest, uh -huh. um, the, the thing that makes the headlines is the fact that vinyl is being pressed again from the, from the new bands. Um, but the actual the actual pre-owned market has, has always been big. You know, I mean, from from years ago, I can always remember going to uh, lots of record fairs, and I guess you have those in, in the US. You know, quite often on a Saturday, you can go to many cities, and there's going to be a record fair somewhere that's just sort of you know lots of different dealers coming together in a, a in a town centre hall or something. Um, that market's always been there. Um, it's the new vinyl that really hit the headlines the last sort of decade, I suppose, coming back. And that has surprised me. You know, the fact that the fact that people are buying vinyl again. Um, and I often wonder, because a, a lot of the young customers that buy the vinyl, they're not particularly playing it on what I would call good quality equipment. So they're probably not getting the best of the advantage of what, what vinyl can actually sound like. You know, and... Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. The CD is pure, and it does sound really good. But to get that CD, to get the music onto the CD, it's obviously digitalized and compressed a little bit. So it's been manipulated. And what I always say to people is that what you're actually hearing on that piece of vinyl is exactly how it left the studio after the producer had twiddled the knobs and the artist had signed it off. So like in the case of Goodbye Brick Road, what you hear on that bit of vinyl is how touch and finalized it and obviously Elton approved it um, no manipulation at all so that's actually how it should sound mm -hmm. if, you get the right, if you get the right equipment it, it has got it's got a more warm sound I think I mean CD is very clinical that's how I would how I would describe CD a clinical sound um, whereas vinyl has got a little bit more warmth to it and depth I think you know and I've, I've never, since the age of eight, I've never not had a record player in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, got one sitting I, I could never. I got one sitting right now. So, yeah, I could never get rid of my vinyl. I mean, I would, nope. um, I would, I would, I would keep that forever in a day. I've got a big CD collection as well, but I still play my vinyl every week. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm in the process of moving, so I. Just took my big I got this new case for vinyl because I knew like you know, I have this one, it's like a security case. I just bought it. It's so yeah. that if like kids come over or something, they don't see this and go, Hey, this is a cool frisbee. Yeah. And there it goes back <laughs> way out the window, you know? Like there goes that. No! Yeah. And the good thing is now, not well, I know this sounds bad, not not good really, because we miss them, but because our children have grown up and flown the nest, we have extra rooms now, so I've got a room where I can keep it all. <laughs> so yeah, one of the spare bedrooms is my, my kind of vinyl and Elton room, which um, I've shared a couple of times on Elton John online. We recently moved, which was supposed mm -hmm. to be a bit downsized, but it's more of a, a sideways move. The house is probably about the same size as our last one, but mm -hmm. but my Elton room is bigger now than what it was yeah. at the other house. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, i got to ask, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Yeah, that's quite an easy question for me because um, sadly my brother lost his his wife 
at the age of 42 to breast cancer. So mm. I'm always very supportive of, of, of breast cancer charities and things like that. And since that happened, which was probably about 13, 14 years ago now, um, things have come a long way. You know, we've had friends since then get breast cancer and they've kind of come through it and, and um, you know, they've been clear after five years. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a charity that's very close to my heart. Um, um, and obviously Elton's AIDS Foundation, you know, I, I believe in giving back to that because of the, the um, pleasure that Elton's music's given to me. So um, anything to, to, to pay that back is, is good, I think. But, yeah, just definitely the breast cancer. That's that would be my chosen yeah. charity. One hundred percent. I've had, I've, I've had um, my, I've had my aunt survive breast cancer at a young age too. I think she was younger than forty. So I definitely yeah. feel. I definitely, I definitely. Yeah, that's no, a great it's, it's a devastating illness, you know. And um, oh, it is. Every cancer is a definite. Any, any cancer is devastating, but especially when it involves young people and young families. You know, and my. You know, my brother had mm. two children, and so they ended up yes. losing their mother a lot earlier than what what, what they should have. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've had friends lose plenty of relatives to that, so that's mm-hmm. a definitely good choice. Well, let's go to let's go to a more positive note. How about that? Yeah. In your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I think that's a good question, and I can probably say throughout my post school years there's two or three people that i would say i would call my real close friends and and i know that if i broke down in the middle of the night uh 100 miles away i could phone any three of those and they would come out and pick me up so i think being a good buddy is is helping your closest friends out in any time of need no matter what the situation so mm-hmm. that, that's what I think uh, yep. uh, is one of the main things. So I think it's just being there as a support network, isn't it? If you've got a little close group of buddies that, that you know you can rely on. Yep. You know, and, yep. and likewise, if, if I've got a phone call right now and uh, one of my buddies had broken down on the road 40 miles away, coming back from somewhere, I'd, I'd just come out and help. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? A buddy, always make sure you're still standing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just to also let you, know, you are an official buddy here on BuddyCast. We don't call you guests. We call you buddies. So you are an official yes. buddy on BuddyCast. Excellent. Yep. So where can we find, for all your fans out there who want to join this awesome Elton John fan page community, where can we find it? Yeah, again, with... Um, with uh, Elton John Online, if you just type Elton John Online into Facebook, um, that will take you straight away there. You can also, uh, um, I've got eltonjohnonline.com as a, a redirection, which will take you to that as well. So yeah, eltonjohnonline.com will take you straight to the Facebook group. And if you're not a member, it will obviously ask you to um, send a, a membership request. Um, Simple as that. Nice. Nice. So now I'm going to ask you what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Yep. 
So what is your advice to anyone who wants to create one of these fan pages or own a record shop one day? It's a two-part question. For anyone think, who wants to doing. Yeah, I think the most important thing is you've got to have that, have a passion in you to, to drive it all forward. So like with the, the vinyl shop, having that passion for vinyl right from an early age and being able to, to um, put that passion over to your customers when they come and show an interest. There's nothing I like better than, you know, a, a person coming into my shop with a mutual interest of vinyl. And, and although you're supposed to be working and doing things in the shop, I've taken many a time out for a half an hour or an hour to learn stuff from, from people that are probably older than me than have been around a bit longer than me. Uh, so yeah, I think that's 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 key to both things. So you have a passion for what you want to do. Otherwise, you're not going to want to get up in the morning out of bed to go and do it. And, and I can safely say, I get up in the morning uh, raring to go. You know, when, when the shop's open, I just love being over there. It's just great. There's always something to do, new music to listen to. And it's exactly the same with the group. I think you a you've got to have that passion which comes through hopefully the passion I have for Elton's music comes through in the group we're very lucky that we've got some really, really dedicated fans in there which take the pressure off of me to you know to, to, to share the load so to speak you, know, you always need for a successful group for it to attract many like-minded people to create the the, the kind of posts so yeah I, I just think it's you've really got to have a passion and, and we with the group you've got to really manage it well and you know I, it's quite easy sometimes i mean it's like at the minute i've got probably about a thousand people waiting to get into the group i could take the easy way out and push the button and let them all in at once but i know from from previous experience that's not a good idea because there, there's mm. so many strange people out there that are spam groups and yeah actually target people with you know not very nice private messages once they've got in the group. So I'm very, you know, I, I like to look at someone's profile before I let them in so you can get a lot of idea of whether people are genuine fans just from looking at their profile, uh, um, seeing what other things they like. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just keeping that administration really tight, not letting any old Tom, Dick and Harry in and having a passion for the subject. And I think as long as you've got those two things, you're going to run a successful group. And, um, you know, the feedback I get is positive and um, it keeps me motivated to, to keep building on its success, really. 100%. That's what I love about your group. I will I will um, advertise for you for a minute. What I love about your group is that anyone can post anything freely. It's all monitored, so it's not like I can just go on there and post, that's this, da 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 But at the same time, I can post, like, I can just freely ask a question. Hey, what's your, you know, I've never been to an Elton John concert before. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping to get there one day when all this pandemic stuff clears up. So what's, for everyone out there who's been to one, can you just write it in one word? Like, what's it all about? And that post has gotten over 500 comments so far, you know? Yeah, it's great. And, uh, and I think that's the other good thing about the group. There, there's so many long-term in there like me and likewise there's a lot of newbies in there and nobody fills out a place you know i think yeah you know we're all very supportive and it's great to have you know new fans coming in 
and yeah. and hopefully they'll they'll learn a lot from the from the uh, from the long term fans. I think that comes across, you know, quite often. I've had posts in there where somebody's posted, you know, they they, they love the fact that they're learning a lot from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it's it's all about sharing. You know, no nobody keeps stuff to themselves. We all like to share stuff, and um, it's just a great fun group and and a good atmosphere. We don't get any infighting in there, which you do get in some groups you can get get a bit of that happening but you know and i think it's just all down to the fact we've got a very friendly sociable group and i know many people come in there every day you know so so it's their first stop to to try and get some out and news and especially in these times when mm-hmm. i lose sight of reality for a little bit and it's quite easy to get lost in there and forget about what's going on in the outside world and it's really good Yes. Now I got one more question for you to end the show. Yeah. So all the young John fans out there, what do you have to say to them? I would say keep supporting Elton at this time because he's going to need that. Uh, show him the love through the group and anywhere else you can because we're all missing him. And um, just basically keep enjoying the music. And uh, if you're a new fan, just keep back cataloging because uh, the depth of the catalogue and the, the range of the music is just absolutely fantastic. You know, Elton could have easily been a country music artist if he really wanted to have been, I think. You know, you listen to some of the country music that he's produced. Mm-hmm. Um, flitted about all over the place, but he could have easily become a country star. So, so yeah, I, I would just say keep listening to the music, keep 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 the positivity there and, and without, without to um, hope come through the, the pandemic um, raring to go knowing that he's going to be well and truly appreciated yes it's funny you should real quick it's funny you should mention country music me and my girlfriend who um, I gave a promise to in December we're in a battle for you know we're, we've had those lazy days where we're like hey let's plan out our wedding just for the heck of it you know and we're in a battle of our first dance she wants some type of country song <laughs> I want tiny dance because we're both little people. We're both we both have a form of dwarfism. So I'm like, if you just and you just gotta listen to Tiny Dancer. It is so like you can pick <laughs> just something to it, you know. So I'm still fighting yeah. for it. I'm not giving up. I know I'm gonna lose in the end. I know. I know it's gonna. I know it's a losing battle. You know, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. But I'm still keeping yeah, my heart up. Talk it. Talk it. About weddings, I think my my ultimate thing was um, my my oldest daughter got married um, in 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, the father daughter dance was to Blue Eyes, and I had no influence in that at all. She wanted to to um, pick an album song for the for the father daughter dance, and, and again, my both my daughters have loved Elton's music right from their, their you know their, mm-hmm. their, their early childhood. And it's because they heard the music, you know, being played in the house, and I, it's never been forced on them. You know, I never yeah. said you've got to be Elton John fans and hold a gun to their head. They just decided they love the music, and uh, it's just so good. You know, it's, it's good yes. that yes. they're probably going to pass it on to the next generation. If if they give us grandchildren, they're going to be playing the music, and it just keeps mm-hmm. it going. So um, yeah, just amazing. 
I can only picture my uh, I can only picture my future kid or something just singing Tiny Dancer, singing I'm Still Standing, or you know, <laughs> a phone call from the principal saying, uh, "Do you know the song Saturday Night?" All right. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have one of those situations today. Okay, I'll be right down. So, but thank you so so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Yeah, well, the thank you. Yes, stick around for a minute afterwards. We'll chat for a, for a quick second. Yeah. To yeah. all my buddies out there and to all the buddies on the Elton John online page, this is our buddy Paul Smith, an official buddy here on BuddyCast. Thank you for joining us again. I wish you the best. And I have one favor to ask you before we go. Yeah. Let's be someone's buddy today. Yeah, let's be someone's buddy today. Yeah. Yes, 100%. We'll catch you all next time here yep. on BuddyCast. Thank you. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy. Here on BuddyCast.